Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, a trauma-informed spiritual mentor, certified meditation teacher, and human design expert. I'm empowering empaths in recovery and healing from narcissistic abuse, childhood trauma through human design, self-care, mindfulness advice, and expert interviews. Subscribe now. This is season five, episode 60, the signs of financial abuse with a narcissist. What is narcissistic financial abuse? What are the signs? How do you free yourself? We're going to go through all of these today in the episode because this is actually a big topic, a really big topic that we haven't talked about a lot. And I wanted to get into it, start some conversations and help you gain tools to gain back your freedom in your finances. I would say that we all have money issues, some type of money narrative or money story that could be corrected. And unfortunately, when we're dealing with financial abuse, there's even more complex layers to that money story that therefore is needing to be healed, needing to be exhumed. And so let's first talk about what is financial abuse. According to NNEDV.org, financial abuse is a common tactic used by abusers to gain power and control in relationship. The forms of financial abuse, they may be subtle or they may be overt, but in general, they include tactics to conceal information limit the victim's access to assets, or reduce accessibility to the family finances. There are three types of financial abuse. According to AnnCraftTrust.org, borrowing money and not giving it back is one form of financial abuse. Stealing money or belongings, taking pension payments or other benefits away from someone, taking money as payment for coming to visit or spending time together and then not doing so, I guess. So I want to go back to also, there is something about having you sign off on things that the narcissist has set up. So I've heard a story once where there was a woman who her partner wanted to build a business together. And so he started putting all the different assets together for the business and had her name on the loans and his name. And then towards the end, this is the tricky part. It could be on a car, a house, a business. You, they kind of, they make it seem like you're in it all together. Really probably they just need your name on it because their credit's so bad or whatever. They're using you, right, for your credit. And then towards the end, when there it's beneficial and you can actually, you know, sell the house or benefit in selling the business, whatever, you know, gaining finances or income from the business, all of a sudden you realize after all their behavior of shadiness and their abuse has come out, then you uncover that they've secretively removed your name from the document. And now you're left with your hands tied no finances, no assets, and they've got all control. This is a real problem. And essentially that is stealing money and belongings because they're removing you 
and you're moving the control that you once had from those assets that you acquired. And sometimes they're your assets to begin with. And then all of a sudden they've, you know, bonded, hooked themselves into it, and then they've removed you from it. That's just the worst case scenario that I've heard happen. So what are the signs to recognize that you are being financially abused? When you are given a quote-unquote allowance or budget without your input, right? Finances are all about autonomy and don't really realize it, but, you know, without a partnership or some type of joint account, if they have all the money in their accounts, you have no money then their control is off balance and they'll just give you an allowance. Like, okay, well, I'll give you $20. I'll give you 200, whatever. But without your input, without some type of collaboration. The next one is requiring you to account for everything you spend. That's an interesting one and very controlling. This certainly is something that is just like making you account for everywhere that you went or who you talked to or all the things, right? You can't have your own private life, private space, private spending habits. If there's control around that, of course, that is financial abuse. They pressure you to quit your job or they pressure you to never quit your job or sabotage your work responsibilities. So this could even come into play with a boss or a coworker. Let's say the coworker is sabotaging you. This is an interestingly strange form of financial abuse because it's affecting your income and your livelihood. So they're sabotaging you. They're trying to force you to quit. They're backstabbing you. They're doing all the things to make you look bad to the boss when in reality it's the narcissist who is doing the wrong things at work. They feel entitled to your money or assets, just like I was talking about, getting onto your home loan and then all of a sudden secretly writing you off. They feel entitled. Maybe it's because now you're married or now you are living together and not married. And so any way that they can lock in that control, they will. Of course, this is an obvious one. spends your money without your knowledge and the last one that I would add is guilting you into the fact that you need to take care of the house and the kids and everything and not gain your own financial independence in whatever way shape or form that you can when I mean it really boils down to whenever someone pressures you into doing something that's outside of your autonomy that is abuse so narcissists often use money as a tool of punishment even sometimes the reward of money let's say they've spent money on a vacation and in that form of punishment they now remove the reward they remove the vacation they remove the gift they just bought you and they withhold the money let's say your your allowance when they feel like they're you're displeasing them and they feel like they need to be vindictive to get you under their control again if you feel like if they feel like you're gaining too much independence they will do the same thing of withholding money allowances vacations etc and it can feel really unsafe and degrading and confusing i mean of course there is financial gaslighting 
where you will call them out on this behavior and they will ha again gaslight you in the form of abuse where you, they deliberately falsify information about the financials. They'll lie to you about how much is in the bank account. They'll lie to you about statements or about the, you know, the debt or what you owe or all sorts of things, right? Just so that they can continue to have control, power, manipulation, and you don't know, you know, or deliberately they'll provide you false accounts or false financial statements, which is just really, gosh, that's like an extra step, right? Like who has time to make up false financial statements, but they will do so just to silence you and to get you off their back. So I wonder, how is financial abuse proven? Because this is really important, especially if you now are leaving, divorcing, and you think, I'm going to get my money back, or I'm going to get my house back. I would say it will take a very, very good attorney to be able to do that for you. And also, you need to make sure you have some type of paper trail or documentation. Eyewitness testimony, affidavits, and copies of emails, text, and correspondence that refer to a victim's ability to manage the funds or prove domination of money by the abuser, this all really helps. So as much evidence as you can, your good attorney can help you get that back. And sometimes you just can't and you have to let go of just that, okay, I'm letting go and I'm just moving forward. And I know that the universe will bring me abundance and a new job and new finances moving forward. Sometimes that's just, unfortunately, is sometimes the most mental healthy way to go. Because when we hold on and we stew and we seek our own vengeance of trying to get that back, sometimes it's just not worth it. The energy is so toxic. It keeps pulling you down further and further into this vengeance cycle yourself, trying to get justice and retribution. And if they've done a really good job in covering that up, then it's just not going to happen. So yes, sometimes narcissists are financial leeches. Sometimes they are financial prisons where they have all the money and they're just giving you little tiny breadcrumb trails of just exactly of what you need versus what you deserve. And it just always goes back to trust. Now, can a couple trust each other, work together as a team in their financials? And I was just watching a really cool show on Netflix, the Netflix series Rich Life with Ramit Sethi. He's a well-known author and his book, I Will Teach You to Be Rich, the journal, it's no complicated math, no more procrastinating, design your rich life today. It's amazing. And what even just in that scenario of watching the show, seeing the healthy relationships and still, right, we all have our money monster, our money narrative and them being able to get together and have these really difficult conversations because a lot of couples don't talk about money. So it's almost like a perfect place for the narcissist to abuse you because it's always that skeleton in the closet, the elephant in the room, and they'll just continue to perpetuate on with their financial abuse and do whatever they want. But getting together and talking about your finances, pulling together a plan of your you know, rich life or your goals, 
and then together is something that's really important to work as a team, have joint accounts, encourage each other to pay off your credit cards and your debts and things like that. So that's the healthy relationship. So if you don't see yourself being able to do that and having those conversations and like what was stated, you know, above that if they're removing, you know, rewards or money or allowances from you when when you aren't pleasing them, right? Let's say even with a paternal relationship and a, an adult child, that also is financial abuse. There has to be a healthy way, like conversation about supporting you. And then it's like, well, if you don't do what I want and you're, and you're, yeah, like you're not living how I want you to live and you're not under my control or expectations. And all of a sudden the, the, Allowance is removed. It's severed. And that's even a parent-adult-child relationship. That is abuse. There has to be an understanding of boundaries, limitations, expectations. There has to be clear communication about these things. You can't just be an adult toddler and just remove financial, remove what was expected to give to your child to support them. And then your child is now stuck, homeless, trying to figure out what to do. That's abuse. So how to protect yourself? Protect yourself by making your own money. Clearing up, healing your money stories. I would definitely highly suggest watching that, my the Rich Life Netflix series. And I learned a whole bunch too. Like I still have a lot of money stories to heal and shift out. Even after clearing the emotion code with my abundance with Madvi. And so there's a lot of things that we can still practice and be mindful. There's not a lot of courses in our lives when we're growing up on how to manage our finances. And our parents don't always tell us because it's a taboo topic for them too. So I think it's really important to be able to gain our power back in our life, to gain our freedom from the narcissist. We must embrace the energy right now of Taurus season who rules finances and money and how to bring in the money and let's get a bit more responsible with our our money get get a side gig start a new part-time job get a full-time job go back to doing what you're really good at whatever your degree was and start gaining finances and financial freedom so that you can gain your power back maybe rebuilding your credit back You know, whatever the damage was done by the narcissist, it can be fixed now that they are gone and out of your life. So that is my encouragement to you all on this topic of financial abuse. Let me know if you have any further questions and we can dive even deeper because the more I share this with you, it also helps in healing on my end on the money side. My experience with the narcissist was I had my own job and I wanted to actually quit my job, but he continued to convince me to stay in a job that made me miserable because I paid for half of the rent. I paid for all the groceries. I paid for all the alcohol. So actually the alcohol bill was just as much as the food. And I paid for whatever else I wanted, right? My clothes, my manicures, my hair, my makeup, jewelry. I'm trying to think of anything else, right? All the stuff. And then he, with his, whatever. So, and then he covered what he wanted to, what he valued. And yeah, so 
in that sense, I had enough power to leave. And I don't know if there was really financial abuse there because I could have quit. And then it's like, what are you going to do now? But I do remember him removing vacations as a punishment, which he didn't even pay for either. It was given to us as a gift. So I guess he felt flippant about being able to remove that. But if that is something that's happened to you, that is financial abuse. That is emotional abuse. Having something taken away from you that was promised as a gift because you didn't do something they expected, that's conditional love. That is not unconditional. And that is what I would see as coercive control. You do what I want you to do or else I will treat you like this, right? Like you receiving this consequence. But it's not a natural consequence. It's a harmful consequence. It's an emotionally damaging consequence. And it's really unnecessary if you just sat down and had a heart-to-heart conversation. Because us empaths, we are open and we are willing to talk about these things. But the narcissist is not. They are close-minded. They are arrogant. They are vindictive. They are vengeful. And they are highly insecure. So guard yourself by getting your own financial bank account in your own name. Get your own job. And sometimes with them, you don't even need to tell them where it's going, right? Lock up your wallets and your your passwords in a safe. Make your passwords to your bank financials highly complicated. And yeah, I. it's important. Another story I heard is that a mother stole all the money out of her daughter's it was something like the, the, the inheritance her dad gave her because he passed the money used and stole. Like she stole the credit card to that account out of her wallet. So in that case, right, if you suspect that there's foul play, like keep an eye on your bank account, keep an eye on your statements. And also, yeah, maybe you need to lock away your wallet depending on who you live with. Lock it in a safe or keep those, yeah, keep those little cards keep those financial cards safe where they can't access them I guess that would be a safe that's all I can think of I can't think of any other place in your house that you could keep it that they can't get to so yes so many things can go wrong humans can be so hurtful and so manipulative so always look out for the signs like we talked about the gaslighting, the constant criticism, the removing, the budgets, the constrictions, the secrets, the lies, <laughs> the avoiding the conversation. I know we all don't like to talk about finances, but if they truly, truly are avoiding it and passing it off and not answering you with straight questions, then that's something that's a red flag and you need to be suspicious. Now, my most favorite quote also is from The Rich Life. Is a rich life has nothing to do with money. Ramit Sethi. If you want personal help in gaining clarity, your authentic power back, and healing to be rid of the narcissist for good, join our empath community and receive sparkle reminder inspiration every Saturday and strategies to heal from narcissist abuse. Plus, get your free human design chart summary and free 20-minute support call with me. As soon as you're in, I'll gift you 
your human design reading with your type, strategy, and inner authority. So join now and get your reading within 24 hours. How do you know you're on the right path? The healing journey is unique to each person and it takes one baby step at a time. The truth about narcissists, journal ritual, EFT tapping, mirror work, connect with your healed ancestor, Ho'oponopono prayer, dealing with difficult people meditation, gratitude journal, and human design 101. These are just some of the few tools that I have included in the Empath and Narcissist book, A Healing Guide with Spiritual Exercises. I am over here on the other side of the deep, dark cavern abyss that you're facing right now, of the unknown. I'm here waving, cheering you on to take your next right step to the other side. And one of those steps is to educate yourself and gain all the healing tools that have helped me cross my own bridge to the other side and have a life full of abundance and love and peace away from the narcissist. You can find my book on Amazon and listen on Audible today. I just finished an interview on the Empowered Spirit podcast with Terry Hyman, and I'm so excited to share with you our takeaways. Terry and I both have experienced a narcissistic abusive relationship and realized that our spiritual awakening is what shifted us out of the victim mentality. I shared in the podcast how human design can be an empowering tool to understand your own authentic self and release and let go of all the lies that the narcissist places on you. And I shared as an empath to understand how to shine your unique light out through a screen rather than soaking the negative energy up like a sponge. You don't want to miss this. Subscribe to the Empowered Spirit Show by Terry Hyman. To listen to my episode airing very soon. And always subscribe to Empath and the Narcissist to follow along in the Human Design series on Tuesdays. I'm so grateful for you listening, finding the show, and sharing it with your friends. It would give a great boost in the heart-centered algorithm to rate and review this podcast if you are enjoying it. Take a screenshot, share it on your socials, share it in a text message to a friend that you know right now needs to be pulled out of the quicksand. And remember, always keep your unique light shining. Losing time, I'm fading fast I just wanna make it last Try to let go of the past I close my eyes, embrace the blast Sleepless nights and headaches stack Restlessness to hell and back What's my purpose, what do I grab? A slippery surface, a heart attack And sometimes you just gotta believe There's something that'll give you relief There's something that'll have what you need what you need we're broken it's tragic we're not all elastic but maybe there's magic believe